Talk Radio.
Tuning in live on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. Tuning in live on Facebook. Uh, um, who else we have here? Uh, YouTube. Welcome. <laughs> if you would like to join us in conversation, you can dial 323 Again, that's 323-870-4375. Press 1 
to join in. Of course, if you want to email the show, you can email us at hst at ttlomedia.net. Again, that's hst at ttlomedia.net. And catch the lineup on TTLO Media uh, every Monday, Mission on Mondays, as well as Friday, Praise Break Fridays. Of course, you can catch those shows on iHeartRadio and Spotify. So go ahead and click follow on those platforms just to stay current up on these amazing shows. Again, you're tuning in live to the Healthy Soul Talk Show with your girl, your favorite therapist, Dr. Kimberly Thomas. Welcome, welcome, welcome on this beautiful Thursday evening. So as we get ready here, just wanted to um, catch you all up on a few things, what we're doing um, at Healthy Soul Talk, LLC. Uh, We're getting ready to launch some partnerships um, as it relates to some support groups. So we'll be launching that this fall. If you all want to um, spread the word, we're going to get those um, notifications ready focusing on community support groups for um, non-traditional recovery groups. We're going to do some uh, emotional wellness groups focused on emotional eating, overcoming emotional eating, supporting each other there. Um, We're thinking about um, launching the uh, anger management program um, a little differently than what we do it now in the sense of it being more of a support outlet as opposed to um, uh, the certified program that we have. And so definitely we want to um, stay relevant and current. Um, So just be on the lookout for that. We all know someone who can use that support. And so even if you have any ideas, right, we're always open to um, uh, talking about our needs, right? If, if you if you follow the show, you've been following particularly these past few months. Um, we've been really trying to zone in on meeting the needs, right? Meeting the emotional wellness needs, and so we we, we listen, right? We we, we um, follow those calls that we get um, to the office, and so we're really trying to create um, this service plan where uh, we meet the needs, whether that's grief and loss. Um, anxiety and depression groups. Uh, We've been focusing a lot on trauma. And so we've been doing a few workshops there. And so we're just kind of, well, we are getting ready for the fall. Um, And so, like I said, if you, if you definitely know that you need a support, uh, we're all about groups. Um, If you know anything about Healthy Soul Talk, you know that we, we appreciate um, the foundation of group therapy. And we know that that is uh, also a primary treatment method um, for a lot of uh, issues and traumas that we've uh, faced um, over our years of, of just living life. And so uh, that is our niche. Our niche is, is, is uh, providing those psychoeducational, psychotherapy, right, both brief and long-term Uh, group services. And so just wanted to put that out there, right? Uh, One of the programs we have, especially when we get into uh, October, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And uh, we actually have a domestic violence, uh, it's called Partner Abuse Intervention Program. And essentially that is a comprehensive um, long-term um, and which I call it long term because it's actually 26 sessions where we focus on rehabilitation, um, resetting, and, and just the, the change, the journey of change for those identified as um, being aggressors, 
uh, in, in uh, relationships. And so, you know, we know a lot about victim services, and we greatly appreciate um, those organizations who provide services to uh, survivors of domestic violence. And one of the things we wanted to contribute to was addressing the issue for those who perpetuate um, those relationship abuses, those different types of abuses, as well as those um, violent incidents. And so there we we are trained. We've been doing it. Um, I've been doing it for the past 10 years. And so it's something that's near and dear to me. So there is a such thing, right, as being rehabilitated, um, you know, even if you have this history you know, of abuse. And, and I like to, to talk about that because many people uh, say, you know, once an abuser, you know, always an abuser. And, and I like to think that everybody is entitled to change. Everybody is entitled to have hope, right? We, we've all, we all have things, as they say, in our closets uh, that, that we, we are not proud of and that, frankly, we hope people uh, never uh, have to, to learn about us. And so understanding that a, a part of change, a part of people changing also includes um, relationship abuse. And, and there is a such thing, and I've seen success come out of that, right? Uh, I've seen people um, change, not just in while in services, but they go through this comprehensive program to start a new chapter. Right. And so I get those stories when they come back. I get those, you know, follow ups that we do to say I'm still working a program. I'm still doing this. Or I got out of that relationship that was, you know, taking me out of my element. Right. It wasn't for me. And I identify that because I've been violent free. Right. And so, um, you know, I always say, you know, we're, we're on the side of the belief that everybody can change. Right. And, and we don't discriminate on, quote unquote, certain types of behavior. Uh, we work a lot with the mandated population, the forensic population. And so we're always, that's our belief, right, is, is that we can help uh, contribute to the reduced, right, recidivism rate of people reoffending, right? But some people need platforms to address their issues. If there are no, no, no platforms to address their issues, then they're going to repeat the behavior, right? And so we have to be very conscious of that if if, if we expect change to happen in our communities. We have to provide critical services that allow those people, right, meaning those who perpetuate such um, heinous acts or, or, or you know, um, abusive behavior or have issues managing their angers. They, they have to have a platform to be vulnerable, right, that's nonjudgmental, that actually have this, this plan, right, this, this in-depth uh, plan to address the emotional needs right, that contribute to the instability uh, um, of their behaviors. And so that's where we are, right? That's where we are uh, with that. And so here we go. Uh, thank you for tuning in to God Be the Glory Pits. Uh, Serena, thank you for joining. Uh, we, we're, we're just about ready here, just giving a little more insight into what we do. So hopefully that gives you a, a greater insight, you know, into uh, um, who Healthy Soul Talk um represents right we represent the community the hurting community um the communities that 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 you know uh uh get caught <laughs> right meaning you know uh they they catch the cases we work with those who um you know get caught up in the systems right so so i'm not ashamed right to talk about the work that we do right because we we want everybody to have access to the care 
that they need. And I consider this caring, right? The, 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 the level of care that people need has to be accessible to everybody, no matter what circumstances, right? You're under. People need um, all access to these levels of care, which includes outpatient treatment for substance use, right? Which includes, you know, a DUI services. And, and those are just some of the services that we offer, right? That we know um, people people need in our communities. They, they're catching DUIs and it's not just for driving under the influence of alcohol. There are other substances, right? That, that people are uh, um, having accidents and, you know, uh, when they're pulled over for, for traffic violations and, you know, they're, they're observed as being under the influence, they lose their license, right? And, and one thing we know for sure is there are many people who are continuously arrested for driving on on revoked license, driving on suspended licenses. Why? Because they're searching for a certain level of care, right? Affordable care, right? A lot of times, you know, we, we think about the, the um, economical uh, despair that we in, you know, that person who, who needs to handle the business, as they say, to some of their actions, they can't, right? Because the, the services are not affordable to them. And so we thrive on making sure, right? Part of the needs, uh, uh, of the, the community is just that, that it's affordable. So if you have a DUI, right, and you know you got to do something to get your license back, call us, right, because it's not just about you got to come to our services. We want to be able to help you navigate this process, right? It's a very tedious process. And so if you don't understand it, you, you probably will continue to do what you do, which is driving uh, uh, illegally right? Driving illegally. And so you want to be careful with that. Okay. So, so spread the word, right? There, there are um, uh, agencies, firms like us who are waiting, right? To help you uh, get through this, even if you want probation, right? Um, and they're demanding you to do services, mental health evaluations. You know, they're demanding you to, you know, uh, enroll in some type of cognitive behavior therapy. We're getting that a lot as well. And so understanding that that once you make those calls to us, we give you the information you need to navigate, right, to be successful uh, while you're, you are on these mandated programs. And so therefore, right, uh, we're here, we're always talking about critical topics, getting the word out there, because one of the things we, we thrive on as well is shattering the stigma, right? And, and we want to shatter, uh, uh, shatter the stigma so that people feel free and comfortable to take care of their mental and emotional wellness, all right? And a part of that is let's not be afraid, number one, to talk about what we need, right, but also seek out the critical services that you need. And so my hope is that as we continue, um, especially in this year, um, building up to talking about more critical services, talking about, you know, the emotional uh, wellness that we need to have um, is that people know what questions to ask when they are seeking these critical services. That's why we talk a lot about these things on this show, right? Symptoms. We talk a lot about symptoms. We talk a lot about conditions. We talk about, uh, you know, what to look for. We talk about, you know, what's relevant in, you know, in, in our culture, what that looks like. So that when you make those calls, when you're finding or you're trying to find a therapist that best fit you, you're able to to do so. 
Okay, and so we always encourage you to keep calling us, right? Keep calling us. Um, if you want to email us, you can. You can. Um, uh, if you want to email Healthy Soul Talk directly, you can email Healthy Soul Talk all one word at gmail.com. Um, a lot of people go through psychology today and send those questions. We're greatly appreciative of that. Um, if you have any questions about any services, you know uh, um, that you're looking for. Give us a call, right? Give us a call because if we don't have the answer, we're going to help you get it, right? And so we we, we don't uh, – one thing we, we talk about is not being um, that organization where, where we don't have an answer for you when you call, right? We want to make sure that, that if, if we have to call you back, right, we're timely with that, okay? If we, if we need to, you know, seek other um, – uh, clinicians in the field who we know specialize in certain things, especially with those moderate to severe um, mental health issues, we want to call those local hospitals, right? We want to connect with the psychiatrists that we know so we get you the relevant relevant information, all right? Um, another thing about Healthy Soul Talk is we we ensure, right, that, that you know um, how to use your insurance coverage, Right. Um, we are an EAP provider, which means that um, employee assistance program, uh, we are a provider um, um, for uh, many um, EAP panels as well as insurance panels. And so, again, we like to make sure, right, that everybody understands their insurance plans. Um, one thing I've seen over my years, and this is really, uh, it really breaks my heart when um, people have to make the choice of continuous services um, versus paying their deductible, right? And so this is where you communicate with your clinician, right, to say, hey, this is my deductible. What are your rates? Do you have a sliding scale fee, right? Can you work with me? Many people, especially when I first started out, um, because I didn't talk about that as much. I knew about it. But once I I saw where people actually, um, once they – looked into their plan and they were like, okay, I got to pay a deductible. I have to pay out of pocket. That was it. So I've learned to, to, you know, my team and I really opened up those lines of communication to say, hey, listen, right, we know there's a such thing as deductible, co-insurances, co-pays, um, all kind of things, right, uh, uh, as it relates to the, the plan your job has. Work together, right? We, we want to make sure, listen, uh, let's be on the same page with this. Right. Because there, there's a care. There's a level of care that you need and nobody should have to suffer. Right. Because of a, of, of, a, of a fee of a price. OK. And so really, really jumping in and saying, you know, with EAP, many, many employers have employee assistance program services. And that's that is uh, I don't want it's parallel to to counseling in a sense that um you, you have a clinician, you're you speaking with a licensed clinician, right? And so there's no distinguishment between a clinician um, that provides EAP versus an insurance panel. We're the same. And so this is where it's, it's relevant to, to uh, just like you look into specialists when you're seeking uh, the medical uh, care, do the same for your behavior care, health care plan. All right. Ask those questions. Make those calls to people on those those lists, uh, that list that you get. Right. Um, Be open. Right. To to uh, questioning future clinicians or or your future. 
right? Counselor, be, be honest, be upfront, right? Let them know where you are because that's what's missed a lot of times and you don't get the care that you need, all right? So, so just wanted to, to really um, explore that and give you all some insight into to how big of a passion, right, um, the level of care is for us at Healthy Soul Talk. And we, I hope that, you know, we can inspire, we can motivate you um, to just open that door to mental wellness um, just as you, you invest in your, your physical, your physical wellness. All right. So thank you all for, uh, you know, my rant there, right? I, I, you know, I'm used to talking for an hour at a time, but I don't talk, right, uh, uh, solo <laughs> for an hour at a time. Uh, but, you know, hey, got me, got me, uh, you know, a little bit more um, comfortable to share what we do at Healthy Soul Talk. All right. You ready for this? <laughs> okay. What you need? What? Three. I think there we go. That oh, look okay. at God, huh? Come through. She let me participate. <laughs> she let me. She let me participate today. Look at God, huh? What's going on? How are you? I'm. I'm well. I'm well. I'm tired. You. You were going through at the beginning of the week, huh? Uh, it's been going through all week. I've been going through all week. I'm tired. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Uh, school going. You know, for first, will we on the fourth day? Is it the fourth day? Uh, school. Monday? Yeah, we are. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, school started, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it it's just a, started. Today's huh? the fourth day of you know we call it PD week. PD week. Professional yeah. development. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been yeah it's been some development. <laughs> okay. It's been some. Right. There, there have been some development. Some development. Development. Uh, good development. Development. That's all I got for you. That's all you. Okay. It's development. <laughs> Right, y'all. There but, we go. Yeah, but we're good though. We're good. How are you? How was your How's your week been so far? So far, so good. Um, yeah, just getting ready for the fall. I was just sharing. We we're about to um, launch some support groups. Um, yeah, some behind working behind the scenes trying to launch um, this non for profit mm-hmm. um, organization that will only host support groups and group therapy. Okay. So we're, we're just there, right? Uh, you know, we always have to be covered mm-hmm. <laughs> when we do stuff like this. So we will be ready for the fall. Okay. So we're, we're excited. Uh, we know we're going to need some clinical volunteers, right? Mm. So trying to get that that plan uh, together. But I'm excited. I am excited. This week has been busy, yeah. right? Meticulous yeah. with, with making sure, you know, we get all the business in order. Okay. Uh, with, with this particular project. So look look out. Cool. Right? Look out for that. Um, all right. You ready? I'm here. All right. <laughs> here we go, y'all. So, you know, we, we always kick the show off with a spiritual connect point. Mm-hmm. All right. And so I actually thought about this. Um, for some reason, I was just hearing a lot of karma is. Mm-hmm. You feeling on, you know, the blank. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I also uh, uh, over the years, I would always hear where one would use the word karma in the same sentence as God don't like ugly. (laughs) Right. And and, (laughs) Uh and that God, God was the author, Mm. the creator of karma. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, um, I thought to myself, because I was like, wow, you know, um, 
I, so I was recently in, I think it was a workshop. Mm-hmm. And I say a workshop in the sense of it was a, um, not my church, but another church's workshop. Mm-hmm. And they were talking. And so uh, the, the participant was saying how um, when they were not doing what they were supposed to do spiritually and, you know, they, they, they was going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. They said, uh, God, God, um, punished them. And, and the way they put it, what was more of God, uh, um, he, he, God intentionally destroyed, right. Their life, meaning the consequences were so harsh, mm. right. Like God intentionally hurt you, right. He, he, his discipline, right. Intentionally, mm-hmm. right. Um, set you back, right? So whatever God did, it was to set you back, right? That was his punishment to Mm -hmm. you. And so the the, um, speaker was like, well, no, God God wouldn't do that, right? Okay, okay. (laughs) They quickly spoke up, was like, no, God, that's not God's discipline, right? God doesn't destroy us when he disciplines us, right? Mm -hmm. And so I thought about that, and I, I put this question out there, how to stop associating karma Right. As God's doing, because we often use that a lot. Like, oh, you know, there's some things I did in my past. Right. Mm-hmm. This is just karma catching up with me. And, you know, God is telling me. Right. I, I, I hear that a lot. And this is what I found. Um, I never liked the word karma. OK. I, I think that. Um, like I never, Hindu or something, I believe. Yeah. yeah. About to get, but I never used it. I was like karma. That sounds like a, a karma apple. But. Uh, <laughs> really? That's where you went with it? Where you, yeah. your inner girl came out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know. But I never, I never took on. I knew the concept that, mm-hmm, that you know, mm-hmm. obviously people associated with, but I never used the word because I, I never wanted to think that something I did ten years ago mm-hmm. was now punishment for me, mm-hmm. and it hurt this bad because of something I did ten years ago that was totally. Right. Mm-hmm. Not even associated. Right. With, mm-hmm. with what I was going through now. So I never took it on. But here's what I found, though. Um, it says karma is a theological concept found in the Buddhist and Hindu religion. Mm-hmm. It is the idea that how you live your life will determine the quality of life you will have after reincarnation. Mm-hmm. If you are unselfish, mm-hmm. uh, kind, and holy during this lifetime, mm-hmm. you will be rewarded by being reincarnated or reborn into a, um, a new earthly body, into a pleasant life. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, if you live a life of selfishness and evil, mm-hmm. you will be reincarnated into a less than pleasant lifestyle. In other words, you, you reap in the next life what you sow in this one. Karma, uh, karma is based on a theological belief in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And then what I, what the source I put is from the Bible rejects the idea of reincarnation. Therefore, it does not support the idea of karma. Mm. And so I think for me, um, as I got older and understood how God works, mm-hmm. even when it comes to us in our uh, permissive will, right? Meaning, you know, he gives us free will, mm-hmm. right? And so you're going to do you. You're going to do you, mm-hmm. right? And whatever mm-hmm. consequences come out of doing you, don't associate that with, with God, with God's punishment, mm-hmm. right? Like like he he made this happen to you, right? Correct. No, your free will. And so I just feel like 
the conversation is worth talking about. Where did this confusion come from? Right? That that in it and I keep it within the context in the body of Christ that for some reason, right, that that there is a such thing as karma and we own it and we use it against people mm-hmm. in tragic situations. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I've, I've heard people say that's karma, mm-hmm. you know, God getting you back for what you did to me or mm-hmm. what you did right back then. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? That's that when I started to understand that, that really, that was awful to me. Like I really was like, I, I would hate to be a person that was the recipient of that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a relationship with God too. And how did he reveal to you, right? Mm-hmm. That, that that he told you that I'm getting you back, right? That's God telling telling me he getting you back. Like like God got on your side, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and God favors you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he, he getting back, you know, what you did to me, mm-hmm. right? And what people are owning that in the sense of, wow, is God is God doing this to me? Like mm-hmm. like, is my life you know in a sham because God is literally punishing me, not giving me blessings, and mm-hmm. we call that karma. Like you mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. you say I'm reaping what I sow. That's that quote that they like to attach mm-hmm. to that too. Mm-hmm. With that, so I don't know. I just I've always felt funny about the word karma, and and I've never used it because I, I can't even say it right. Right, but. I don't know that. How do we, how do we mix this up like this? Part of it comes from, um, and I'm glad you gave a little history on the. Uh, comes from uh, Hinduism, and and that's somewhat attached to even Buddha, Bo- Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, you know, we when we read, we as Christians, we have a tendency to take something that someone says, or be- and because we don't read the way we should, we. Um, because we don't read the way we should, we allow other people to sow into us things that are not true. And what I mean by that is when we allow people to sow things in, in that are not true, then it creates a uh, – um, we start mixing other religious beliefs into Christianity. So karma comes from uh, um, this, this thing, uh, Christianity, where it says uh, you reap what you sow. Yeah. So they pull that out of that. You reap what you sow, and 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 that's here is the problem with that. The difference between the two is karma leaves no room for grace. I like that. Karma, karma, okay. karma okay. leaves no room for grace. Okay. Uh, karma okay. only just says you did this, you get this. Mm-hmm. But see, when I think about karma and 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 this is about karma and Christianity don't mix because of Jesus. Because see, if it's karma meaning you reap what you sow, then the world killed Jesus. Mm. Then the world has no redemption because right. of karma. Right. The thief on the cross got to go to heaven. He didn't exactly. get his karma. <laughs> he got grace, right? Yes. Karma constantly yes. extends mercy. I'm sorry, uh, uh, faith, Christianity the belief in Jesus always extend mercy. Karma does not extend mercy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Karma is eye for an eye. You did this. Uh, karma tells people that um, this is, you do these things so you can have these things later on. 
so you can get these things done later on in life or you can get these things and your salvation isn't dependent on your works your salvation is strictly dependent on your beliefs karma says what you do is how you're rewarded right so that that's why we should never mix the two i know i know how easily it is construed because it 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 you know but karma never uh, uh, um, teaches the Bible doesn't teach karma; it teaches grace. Right. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and grace is where you don't get what you're de- what you deserve. Right. right. Whereas karma says, uh, uh, karma gives you the exact opposite. Yeah. You 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 stole. Now somebody gonna steal from you and some. Right. Right. right? So if you want to go like you think about it, it wasn't uh, 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 it wasn't karma that 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 took. Uh, uh, Moses out of the uh, as a baby it wasn't karma that saved him it was mercy mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, it, it wasn't karma that saved the thief on the cross it wasn't karma that got uh, Joseph out of the pit it wasn't karma that get, that got David out of his situation it was grace it was mercy so you it's easy to get them confused but we as Christians ought to read our Bible and if you just do a simple five-minute study on karma will immediately show you Yes, they do tend to run parallel. Yes. They do tend to run parallel. But yes. the problem happens when we start treating them like they're scripture and there is no there 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 is no such thing. There's no such thing as uh karma and Christianity cannot go together. I don't care how mean I am as a person, how honorary I am as a person. That just simply means that if I still believe in Christ, mm-hmm. now now my reward in heaven Heaven, our heaven's rewards might be different. Mm-hmm. See, for those people who who want to go into that uh, eschatological esca, realm, I get that <laughs> word out. I get stuck every now and then. Uh, um, people want to go into that realm, dealing with the rewards in heaven. How many mansions I'm gonna get? How big my mansion gonna be? My reward? And see, I've never been one of those people. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. I, because see, I know it's I, I know it's only by the grace of God. So are y'all trying to count rooms? How many rooms are gonna be in y'all mansion? I just say, Lord, give me a tent on the right side oh, of the no. fence. Just let me be in the front yard. Because, see, ain't no, I ain't going to be jealous in heaven. Right. They kicked out the jealousy. Yeah. Right. I ain't going to yeah. be sad. I ain't going to be hating on you because yeah. you got a bigger mansion than me. I don't care. Can I just get to the other side? Karma says none of us can go because we got to get what we deserve. Right. Grace says by blood or my grace is sufficient, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So my grace is sufficient, meaning that, yeah, whatever you've done, if you believed in me, you got salvation. So you're going to get now, 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 when you get to heaven, you might not get, you know, and, and again, what I need all them rooms for, I need all them rooms now. What? Just give me a tent in heaven. <laughs> give me a cot in the front yard, in the, in the, in the inner court. Just don't <laughs> have me on the wrong side of the gate where he said, get thee away from me. I never knew you. That's all I'm saying. Right, you be trying to get in, <laughs> right? Still you be talking about, say, hey, 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 Peter. You remember me? <laughs> Michael, hey, remember that time I helped that lady cross? Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to be trying to bargain in. Yeah. Just let me get in. Right. I ain't got to get all the way into the, yeah, yeah I'm good. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm just, just let me get in there. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I hope that for me, mm-hmm. um, that, that gave me more validation. Right. Mm. Once, once I, because I just like I said, I never used it. But when I hear people use that word and associate it with 
the pitfall, the downfall, the tragedy of mm-hmm. people, right? Because they've been hurt by something they've done, mm-hmm. right? And I, it just feels like I wouldn't wish, I wouldn't wish hardship upon anyone. Yeah. That's like a ha. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. That's what you get. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's always been so harsh for me, right? To hear and, and to really accept. Right. Even before, you know, being in this profession. So I just never took it on. Um, and so I, I hope that, you know, as we begin to grow, especially with what's going on in the world now, mm-hmm. let, let's let's stop. Let's stop. Right. Blaming or or, or uh, crediting God with tragedies. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you're saying this is his punishment. Yeah. Towards you because you did this and it's like well are are you are you squeaking clean mm-hmm. right are you saying you you've never done, done anything quote unquote right mm-hmm. to, to for god to to punish you know in in that that implies you're perfect and sinless mm-hmm. right so so I, I i think that for me i just because somebody is walking around mm-hmm. hurt mm-hmm. uh angry with god because mm-hmm. somebody has told them this is your life is the way it is because mm-hmm. of karma, and this is God's way. Okay. You understand when somebody's hurt, mm-hmm. but then there's also somebody walking around saying that uh, 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 God told me to tell you this is why your this is what's happening in your life because you wronged right mm-hmm. so many people mm-hmm. right. So so I, I wouldn't want to be on any side. Right. Right. I wouldn't want who, how did God reveal that to you and not to. <laughs> Yeah, that's not that. That ain't gonna ever get it. Person that's receiving the, the whatever it is, yeah. you know. So, so I, I I I look at that right, and I say, okay, listen, you know, um, let's pray, right? Let, let's pray more. Let's speak more a positivity, you know, into a person's life, right? And, uh, when we see that something's happened to them, and and maybe we do know. I think that sometimes we we know too much about people sometimes, right? That put them. Uh, uh, in a position to have the spotlight on them to say, hey, well, you know, back in the day, they used to do that. So so now, you know, karma, right, is just catching up with them for the stuff you used to do back in the day, right? I hope that we take a look at not not because you know so much about this person, right, because you didn't kept yours quiet and under the radar and hmm. kept under the carpet, right? Let's not use people's past, right, to, 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 to do that high. You know, you 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 finally got what you deserve. That's that's not Christ-like. Mm. You, I, you you understand what I'm saying? That's not Christ-like to say, hey, you know, you know. But it, but we we do though. Yes, we do. We say it anyway. Yes. And we say it in yes. a way that uh, God don't get you. Yeah. And and yes. and God does not. Here's the deal. He don't hurt us like that. God <laughs> now now he allows things to happen. Allows. But yes. God does not send. Yes. The storm. Yes. Now you can now now it may look at because and and but this this shows you how wicked our hearts are. Very true. Because I, when yeah. we see somebody yeah. who we believe is living yes. a certain life, yes. Get because I've said it too. You know my my yeah. like my thing is and I, and I'll I'll be I'll be real transparent. My my thing is I have said on the on this show that um when you when we read about a baby getting shot in a car. Mm-hmm. And my first thing is, well, what did you expect to happen because of what the father was into? 
Okay. What did you expect okay. to happen? Why would you that? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Those are the so now that's not karma. Now that's not now 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 here is the deal. That's lifestyle. That that's lifestyle. <laughs> that's lifestyle. That's not karma. Right. That's not saying right. well he's killed so many people with what he's doing with what he's with his what his with what he sells in the street and all this other kind of stuff. That's not karma. That's lifestyle. Yeah. God does not operate that way. Yeah. Because yeah. if God operated in a karma size uh, uh, in, in in a karma like state, uh, if God operated like that then we wouldn't have any of the Bible heroes that we have. Because if that's the case, the only perfect karma, the, 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 the most uh, karma perfect person ever walked the earth was Jesus. <laughs> so then that would be no reason to talk about anybody else because everybody right. else would have got right. what they deserve. Right. Moses right. killed that Egyptian. <sighs> he killed the Egyptian. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, karma would have been he should die, right? He, he should have never got to lead the people out of Israel. Right. Right? Right. David did what he right. did. He should never let, should and, and did it while he was king. Yeah. Karma says he should have been stripped instantly. Now there are consequences, but there's a difference between consequences and karma. Yeah. And we have and we have to and as Christians we ought to know the difference. It, but the, the, the tripped out part about it is, as I read where it came from in its premise, yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't even be something we're using anyway because it said it's for reincarnation and we're still here. Right. So if you if you yeah if you, you do know. something bad. When you're reincarnated, you're going to be walking around with whatever that yeah. that damage yeah. that you caused. You'll cause. pick up where you left off. <laughs> well, there's not there's an automatic delineation from what we believe in, right? Because we right. believe that when we die, we're going to a different place. Period. And ain't, we ain't coming back here. Yeah. And and I I I think my takeaway when I did this that it was immediate. So I was just clicking on various resources, and I'm like, wow, how how I need to make sure, right, that I'm not damning people. Mm-hmm. You, you understand? You know, mm-hmm. and, and what I mean by that is even my mindset, right? Yeah. You know, you may not use the word karma, but, but your thoughts, mm-hmm. right, reflect that. And I'm like, wow, uh, um, grace and mercy, right, it, it is what we get from God and we should show, right, our mm-hmm. fellow man. So, I, I, you know, that for me was a prayer, Mm-hmm. To say, God, don't ever put me, and, and when I say put me, meaning I don't ever want to be in a position where I wish, or I smile, mm-hmm. or I'm, 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 uh, I have this gratitude, right, this this uh, satisfaction with the, the downfall or the demise mm. of someone who's done me wrong or, yeah, done me wrong, right, because that's typically when you, you know, hold that karma there, right, because I need to turn that mirror on myself. I'm pretty sure I've heard somebody's feelings, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. along this journey of life. I've, mm-hmm. I've done, you know, something wrong, mm-hmm. right, to offend, right, my fellow man. And so how dare me, right, have those thoughts of of the uh, smiling upon, mm. right, somebody's demise. So so I hope that, you know, we think about this, right, and how, how we say, you know, God don't like ugly. Mm-hmm. Right, that's karma. Mm-hmm. Right, because essentially you said that person, yeah, they deserve whatever it is that happened to them. Yeah, based on your judgment. Based on your judgment, not right? God. Based on your judgment. Based on your right? judgment. Yeah. So I, I, I think that perspective is like, okay, God, I want to make sure, right, from this point moving forward, that my thoughts don't reflect anything as such. 
Right. So, so that's kind of where I was with that. That's you good. Know? I like the question. Uh, I like, I, you know, I, I, I appreciated it when I saw it last night because, um, I, prior to me even preaching, I was always, um, when I left church at 16, yeah, I studied other religions. I, 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 cause I was trying to figure out what I was, who I was going, where I was going next. I was debating whether I was going to become a Muslim and, Mm-hmm. And 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 then I, because of my uh, because my mom put me in martial arts at an early age, okay. I was I was looking okay. into Buddhism and okay. so I would read whatever. And I was I'm an avid I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan, so I did it. I I studied whatever Bruce Lee studied, and so Buddhism <laughs> was one of those things. So my mother came downstairs in the basement and found the Buddha dolls and threw them out the house. Yeah, she said, "No, we not you not, not here. No, no, not here. Yeah, okay. we not gonna do that." <laughs> but uh, it, it's amazing the 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 where the Again, where the, the religions start off in a very similar area, mm-hmm. but when they start talking about grace, it goes in a different way, right. and, and you don't right. have it. And the, their only way of showing grace, if you believe in what karma's doing, mm-hmm. if, you, if you believe in what karma is doing, then you can't, uh, 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 then there is no grace. Yes. Yeah, then there is no grace. Yes. So that's why, I, I, okay. but I, I love the topic, though. I yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. Listen. We go, we go kick it to uh, uh, the topic here. Yeah. Well, no, we, we, well, okay. My fault. I, I scheduled a client, y'all, at 730. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, we're going to jump into the topic tonight. We're talking about uh, <laughs> all about the med series, right? And so I wanted to use this month to dive into um, the, the psychotropic meds uh, the classifications of tri- psychotropic meds. Uh, we're going to get as much in as we can uh, this month. But, you know, uh, for the month of um, July, we talked about um, self, right, and, and uh, producing um, hormones, um, you know, to, to regulate the body and doing exercises and staying up on, you know, a, natural, a naturalistic approach um, to mental wellness. And so I shifted uh, this month into talking about all about the meds, uh, because I do know that that some people need them, right? But there's not, uh, there's ample information about that, but we don't talk about, right, psychotropic meds uh, like we should, especially in our communities. Uh, we know that, that they're prescribed and they're <laughs> unprescribed uh, psychotropic meds that people are taking. And, and we just need to become more familiar with the symptoms that they're used uh, to treat, as well as the side effects, right, that need to be addressed or, or monitored while you're taking such drugs. So this week, um, we're talking about antipsychotic medications, all right? And antipsychotic medications, yes, they are used to treat symptoms of uh, what we call psychotic episodes, all right? And in psychotic episodes, that really just means that there's a prolonged or a an acute or chronic uh, period of time where you experience um, um, uh, cognitive and or emotional trips. And I'll get more into that. Uh, there, there are two main symptoms that I want to zone in on tonight because these are the two most common that we see um, uh, most prevalent to which uh, uh, a person needs medical attention, hence an ER visit or an admittance to a hospital, all right? So I want to talk about hallucinations and delusions, okay? Hallucinations and delusions. And this is going to be the premise of um, what we, we talk about as it relates to psychotropic medications, treating 
chronic hallucinations and delusions, okay? Um, hallucinations and delusions are similar, right, uh, in the fact that they are both false but seem very real to a person experiencing them, okay? Get that, right? It, it, they're similar terms, okay, but they have their distinct features, uh, but they both, right, uh, are false. They are false sense of reality, but they seem very real to the person experiencing them. Both are caused by certain mental illnesses, but they can also be triggered by medical conditions and injuries, right? And sometimes they happen for no reason at all, meaning we cannot identify a known cause up front, okay? So so understanding that that anybody at any point in life, including children, can experience hallucinations and delusions, okay? Hmm. A false sense my of reality, okay? So, so here we go, right? Let's define these terms. A hallucination is anything that is sensed, okay? Uh, we know about the senses that we have, right? A false sense of reality as it relates to what you hear, what you see, what you feel, and what you smell. Got it? Hallucination, right, is a sense. It's anything that's sensed. You hear, you see, you feel, or you even smell something that's not real, meaning what other people around you don't experience that. Okay, uh, even even the person experiencing hallucination may believe it's real, right? Hearing the voices, right? Some visions, um, even sensations. Okay, that's a hallucination. It's, it has to do with the senses of the body, mm. right? Delusion, right? A delusion is a little different, right? Um, it, it it involves the experience of something that feels real. Okay, it's an experience of something that feels real, but it isn't. A delusion is a belief that is obviously false, right? But the individual experiencing it, it uh, uh, thinks it's absolutely true. And I I want to emphasize absolutely true because when a person is experiencing a delusion, Mm -hmm. and or hallucination, please do not argue with them about whether or not it's true. It is pointless. We're dealing with their state of mind. This is activity that's going on in the brain. There is no, I don't want to say logical, there's no rational talk. So that, right? I'm sorry, I got a question. So so that means, no, no, I mean, normally I want to crack a joke, but I'm not. So that means that that person is, is literally saying they feel like, you know, things are crawling on me or I'm being, um, um, something sticking me or poking me or whatever, whatever, they're, even though there's nothing doing it, they've gotten to a state of they're physically feeling this damage in, the, you, okay, in yeah. their mind. In their, it's, and now when it comes to hallucination, yeah. you, it's a little bit more vivid for you to see. Okay. So, so we're going to get into some types of hallucination <laughs> okay. in a minute. Okay. So right. I, I just won't say that to you. We're not just going to have a conversation where, you know, I really feel something crawling on my skin right No, no, now. I mean like you're having a whole fit, like... Absolutely. There we go. That's what I'm talking yes. about. Yes. Even though there's nothing there, your that person's brain or mind is telling them, yes. and then their body is reacting as such. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And that's, you, that's hallucination or delusion? The, the hallucination is the senses, right? So the senses of the body, hear, touch, smell, <laughs> right. Right, um, um, taste, 
Okay. Okay. These are hallucinations. It deals with the senses of the body. Delusion is the experience of something happening, such as I can fly off this roof and I attempt to do so. Oh. Okay. So I have wings. My experience is I can fly. I'm Superman. You know, looking around this room, I, I would dare not say. <laughs> Good evening, Natalie. How you doing? I've always taken the human aspect. <laughs> but uh, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's that's that person, right? I've never thought about it that way. Uh, okay. And, and, and remember, this is a, a person's level of functioning. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is a day-to-day. This is who you see, okay, mm-hmm. at this particular time. Okay, mm-hmm. here we go. So, a little bit of research here. Uh, it says here that... Um, um, Recent research has determined that as many as one in 20 people have hallucinations that are not caused by a drug, drug use, alcohol, dreams, or psychotic disorders. Mm. Right? This study also found that about 6% of people have experienced hallucinations or delusions and that hallucinations are much more common. So I want to say, you know, because I don't want to put this out there and, and, you know, everybody... Or, or many people go running, right, saying uh, I have some issues. You know when you get really tired? Mm-hmm. You, you, some people say I get delirious, right, mm. when they start to see things, right, because they're so tired. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a simple way of it, right, when your body is saying you need to get some rest. You've not slept, right? You're working too much. You're, you're staying up too late. Your body needs sleep. You begin to, to, to see things, right, because you're tired. And lo and behold, when you get some sleep, you feel refreshed, right? So I need to under, you know, you need to understand how the body works. If you don't take care of your body, mm-hmm. some of these mental health issues you can experience just from not taking care of your body. You're wearing yourself out. Does that make sense? So when you talk about that unknown, I didn't take any drugs, right? Uh, um, um, my, 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 um, I didn't take any drugs. I don't have any known, right, history of, you know, mental illness, right? Mm-hmm. So where did it just come from? We're talking about that, that, that acute, right, mm-hmm. where, okay, what's going on with me, right? And so, so understanding that when, when we get to uh, psychotropic meds, this means that, that these symptoms, specifically these two, have taken over your life. Mm-hmm. So now you can't work because you have frequent hallucinations. Right wow. now, you can't have conversation that people are, you know, uh, um, you look different, right? You sound different. You know what's going on, right? Because now this is becoming your way of functioning. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. really, really understanding that hallucinations and delusions, when you talk about leading into a mental health disorder, it's it's a frequent experience, right? It's a daily. Right, meaning uh, uh, especially those with schizophrenia uh, mm. um, symptoms, mm-hmm. we need to to treat. Right, we mm-hmm. need to treat this condition. Unfortunately, we can't cure. Right, it yet uh, I know somewhere somebody's you know working on that, but the brain does what it does, and we need medication mm-hmm. to to minimize. Right, uh, 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 lower these these frequent bouts of episodes of hallucination and delusion. So you may say, well, what are some known hallucinations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as we talked about the senses of the body, one can experience a hallucination feeling uh, a crawling sensation on the skin, mm-hmm. hearing ordinary sounds that are, aren't there, such as doors closing or footsteps, 
all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 also hearing voices, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, including those that command a person to do something. Mm-hmm. Seeing lights or patterns, um, a cessation of floating or being outside of one's body, or smelling an odor of which there's no explanation for. Okay? Um, some some examples of delusion, remember delusion, right, is, is, a, is an experience, right? It's something you are experiencing. Okay, persecutory delusions. These are delusions in which a person believes someone is out to get them or is mistreating them. Now, you may say, okay, well, <laughs> I, I thought that the other day and it was true, right? <laughs> in terms of, you know, you, you were around some folk that didn't care for your well-being. Yeah, this, yeah. this is not that. Yeah. Right? This is where you you, I can say, in my home, right, there are people watching me, mm-hmm. and they're out to get me. Mm-hmm. And you may ask me, well, where are they? They're in my home. Mm. You know I live alone, mm-hmm. right? Or you know the kids, right? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be doing anything, right? And so they, 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 they begin to act as such, right? They don't want to leave the home, right? Or, or they believe, you know, uh, uh, other entities, right? Mm-hmm. Um are out to get them. Then you have grandiose, right? Grandiose delusion is any belief relating to having special powers, relationship with someone important or famous, mm-hmm. or having exceptional talents or ability. This is not arrogance. Mm. All right? This is where someone says, I have the power to move buildings. Right? I have special powers that I can tap into, you know, the 5G. Telekinesis. Right? And, and 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 even to where you know they, they and and I don't make light of this because there are people suffering mm-hmm. where where they wear um, aluminum head aluminum helmets forehead helmets yeah mm-hmm. because they believe that there is microwaves constantly yeah yes God telling them what to do yes <clears throat> right and so this is real and 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 this is where I learned right where I needed a team to help someone with this type of delusion. Because it was so real. When I tell you, you can sit and have a conversation with someone. They they have you, and this is where this my my uh, what do they call that? I go off on my tangent. They have YouTube videos to support these persecutory delusions. Wow. Yes, yeah, I- he's like, hold on, let me show you, and I'll be doggone. And here here's a bunch of YouTube videos condoning these delusions in the sense of. This person making, this this person not going to work, this person losing, right, their family members because we got some YouTube videos out there supporting this delusion. Mm. And this person is over here suffering, right, mm-hmm. saying, I can't leave my house. You don't understand. I'm tired of these voices. I'm tired of this, this, this. And I'm like, okay, you know. We we are monopolizing or, or making fun of right the, people's people's mental mental health issues. Yeah, yeah. Another delusion uh, is the jealous delusion, right? And it says here delusions of jealousy involve being a partner, uh, believing a partner is being unfaithful. Now some of y'all may be saying, well, right? Why is that considered? A delusion, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you, you. This I want you to think about these two concepts: delusion and hallucination. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It consumes your life. Mm. Right? So the delusion of jealousy is involved believing a part of meaning you live as such. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, it includes stalking. It includes, you know, doing all sorts of things where you act, you literally can't live your own life. Mm-hmm. Right? Because of your belief that this person is being unfaithful. Mm. Hear me clearly. You can't live your life. You can't go to work. You can't pay bills. You can't do your self-care. You can't do anything for you because the delusion of your partner being unfaithful is so intense. Okay? Mm. All right? And so we have a couple of more somatic beliefs that one is sick mm-hmm. or physically disabled, mm-hmm. right? That's frequent trips to the doctor, and the doctors are like, nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. But, but you, and, and here's the thing, the downside to social media and Google mm. is that, that people with delusions mm-hmm. go and research their condition. Mm-hmm. And take that back to people who they want to believe them. Wow. Does that make sense? So I, that person can give you verbatim what they're reading. I feel this, 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 and this. And I think it's this, 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 and this. And they, they live in that. And, 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 and a lot of doctors are referring people with somatic symptoms to mental health care. Levels of care. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, and, and I appreciate that because in, in, in essence, it's saying we're going to stop um, putting your body through all these tests and pokes and, and all kind of stuff because now we understand that there is a such thing as somatic delusion, right? Somatic delusion, okay? Um, all right, here we go. So when you think about this, right, now, now hallucinations and delusions are debilitating, Right. They're interrupting your daily function. You're, 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 from a neurological standpoint, we know there's research to support brain activity um, and how delusions and hallucinations impact the brain. And so now, obviously, there, there is a chemical right imbalance that's happening, and now we need to regulate the body. Here we have antipsychotic medication, right? Mm-hmm. They can reduce or relieve symptoms of psychosis. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, 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 you know, we want to think about, um, especially um, uh, people who hear voices. Um, I've often gotten feedback that, that antipsychotic medications turn the voices down to where they're able to have a conversation with someone. But we know that once they stop t- taking medication, the voices come back and they come back even louder. All right. So, so, so we, we go ahead. I, I, and, and again, it's just, you know, because I don't, you, I only know about the, these based off of what I've seen in different um, television shows and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an ep- episode real quick of uh, either Law and Order or something, and the person who needed to testify, in order for him to testify, he had he was the judge ordered him back on his medicine. Yes. Yes. But the problem is when yes. he took the medicine, the voices, he was so uncomfortable not having the voices that he took himself out. Yeah. And it was like, wait a minute, what? Wow. So the very medicine that was supposed to, he, because he had been having those voices for so long, Live they became a part of his every day. Yeah. And now you're making him take a medicine yeah. that gets rid of, because some of those voices were his friends. Yes. 
And I remember watching the episode yeah. like, oh, my God. And then they put up a disclaimer at the end about, you know, see a counselor, mm-hmm. therapist, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I was yeah. like, wow. But now that you, that, that's instantly where my mind went when you brought that up. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because in, uh, not all voices are violent. No, right? no. So when we talk about that false sense of reality, right, clearly people who have that outward uh, um, appearance of hearing voices, no one wants to be around them. Right. So, yes, now they have turned inward. Right. So they talk to the voices. Right. They start to, to talk back. Right. Mm-hmm. So anti uh, uh, medications. Right. Antipsychotic uh, medications. Um, they used to be known as as major tranquilizers or neuroleptics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, these the, they're major classifications to help treat schizophrenia, uh, bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. OK. Sometimes they, they help with uh, major uh, depression, right? Some symptoms there, which can include hallucinations, losing again, um, the body, right? It's going through a major, a major change, right? Chemically mm-hmm. uh, imbalanced. And so we, we know that um, um, antipsychotic medications can help to calm and clear confusion mm-hmm. in a person with acute psychosis within hours or days. But it can take up to, to four to six weeks to reach their full effect. And this is why this is so important to talk about because um, uh, psychotropic medications are not like um, diabetes medication where when you take that shot, you feel better with momentarily, right? Or we take uh, uh, um, Tylenol, right? And we give it about, what, 30, 45 minutes, mm-hmm. right, for it to kick in. This Psychotropic meds don't work like that. And so many people get discouraged, right, when they don't see those instant that instant relief of those symptoms because psychotropic meds need time to regulate the body, right? So we know that on the medical side, uh, uh, diabetes, uh, um, heart, heart disease, right, high blood pressure meds, we take the water pill if we're swollen, right, have fluid buildup. Mm-hmm. Those target specific things in the body. Mm-hmm. Psychotropic med has to deal with the body mm-hmm. as a whole. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so therefore, right, why the body needs time to regulate, you know, people, uh, uh, this is why it helps to do psychotropic meds in addition to talk therapy, right? Because now you're talking to someone and you can express and now we can dive a little bit deeper, right, into what, what may have triggered or caused right? Mm-hmm. Some of these things to happen um, because you're in the state of a crisis right now. And hence, that's why when you have hospitalizations, you're there um, uh, for a prolonged period of time. And I can say minimum of two weeks on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're trying to establish what's wrong, right? How do we regulate you? How do we, uh, uh, we need days, mm-hmm. right? To help you get relieved of some of these, um, uh, the intensity of hallucination or delusion. Mm-hmm. We need days, right? But we also know that long term, and I'm talking within three to six months, you still have to take that medication. But but we have to 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 assess blood work, right, mm-hmm. to see what the appropriate levels are. So there's a lot that goes. And I'm saying this not to to discourage, or or I'm I'm saying this to help you prepare accordingly. We don't know that we should have this this. Uh, frequent follow-up care when we get prescribed psychotropic meds, mm-hmm. whether that's antidepressants or anti, um, uh, uh, antidepressants or, 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 I'm sorry, anti-anxiety meds, right? You need to be under doctor's care appropriately, right, to say, is this the appropriate level, right? I've been on this for a few weeks now. Do I feel different? 
right? And my exhaustion or are there other signs that I need to look out for, right? Mm-hmm. That's coming about. So, but with, with psychotropic um, meds, antipsychotic medication, it is, it is used, right? To stabilize uh, moods. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's used to stabilize moods. Okay. And so we know that a lot of times what comes with these delusions are increased uh, levels of anxiety as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you're frustrated and you're trying to, you know, OK, what's going on? And I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Right. Of feeling this. OK. So so really understanding that psycho uh, antipsychotic medication. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, is to aid with relieving psychosis. OK. Mm-hmm. To aid with relieving psychosis, hence hallucination and delusion. Mm. All right. All right. And sometimes, uh, um, um, you know. Uh, we look at mood stabilizers to to go along with this, right? And and it really all depends on working working uh, with with your doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so here we go. I, uh, uh, psychotic medications can cause unpleasant side effects, mm. especially when symptoms are severe and a higher dose of medication is used. Mm-hmm. Okay. Side effects uh, should become mild or at least tolerable when the dose is reduced and as your body adjusts to the presence of the drug. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, again, we're talking about, okay, uh, giving it time, right, to work. You checking in with your doctors, letting them know what you're feeling, what you're experiencing. Okay. Mm-hmm. As I said earlier, uh, people still may hear voices and have delusions, but they are more able to recognize what isn't real, right? Mm-hmm. And they're able to focus on other things such as work, school, or family. Mm. That's the goal, mm-hmm. right? Uh, um, it's not about curing, right? We're treating these symptoms. And so remember, we're talking about these symptoms uh, being debilitating. You're not able to do things as you normally would. So the medication, the aim, the goal of the medication really should that be that you get back to some level of normalcy, mm-hmm. right? The medication shouldn't have you sleeping all day. The medication shouldn't have you, you know, as they say, feeling like a zombie. But we know that in order to get the appropriate dosage, right, mm-hmm. right, we, we have to start at, at, a, at a level. Let me just say that. We have to start at a level. So is it trial and error? You know what? I, 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 yeah, meaning, <laughs> meaning, I like right? how you didn't want to say it, but you said it. <laughs> meaning that you're going to disclose to your doctor what you're feeling, mm-hmm. right? Um, you want to be honest, you know, with the level of intensity, mm-hmm. because sometimes doctors, depending on how you describe your symptoms, do a lower dosage. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it doesn't work. So some people abuse the drug. Mm-hmm. They take more, hence, you know, we have a different, you know, dinette. they don't take it as prescribed. But then the symptoms, the description we give, right, um, they may prescribe high, a high dosage, mm-hmm. right, because of how we described it. Mm-hmm. So, so we want to be as accurate as possible. I, li- I like people to track their symptoms. I always teach my clients, right, let's track what's going on, this, right, know- because that's that trial and error concept is, the doctor has to prescribe it somewhere, right, on the milligram. You right. mentioned side effects earlier. Yes. Are the side effects permanent 
or are they just because of the until the medicine makes its way throughout your your system? They're not permanent in in a sense of um, uh, like once you stop taking it, you'll still have those symptoms. Okay, got it, got it. That makes sense. Okay. Some of the side effects, again, it's your body getting used to it, but then some of the side effects may mean it's too high. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like when you mm-hmm. like with heart disease medication, diabetes, right? Mm-hmm. If you're uh, nauseous, nauseous, they they say, okay, that medication is not for you. So, so all of that we still need to take in consideration, mm. right? When you think about side effects, that me- that particular medication, psychotropic mm-hmm. med, mm-hmm. uh, um, may not be for you. Does that make sense? It's too harsh for your body. Absolutely. Okay. So, so just you know, pointing that out um, is the root of you know why you're feeling this particular uh, side effect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it says here, uh, most side effects will go away when you stop taking the drug, mm-hmm. right? But the risk, however is that um, with antipsychotic medication, um, a condition that causes people to make involuntary mo- movement, uh, tardive dyskinesia, right? That can be permanent, mm. right? So, so again, um, it, now this is not everybody, right? But this is why it's so important if you're prescribed uh, antipsychotic medications or psychotropic meds that you, you don't abruptly stop. Mm-hmm. Because now you will say, okay, the body's like, what happened, right? Uh, there were some things that were being managed by the medication that, that's no longer being managed, right? And so now your body is, is shifting, right? Your body is kind of going into a different state. So by all means, right, you, you should let your doctor know when you stop the meds. We also know that, you know, um, next week when we get into anti antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds where some people feel when they, when they stop the medications – the, the symptoms are way more intense than they were when they first, you know, started the meds. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so just being aware of that, um, where it's very, very important to um, uh, talk with your doctor about side effects. So here's some side effects of psych, uh, antipsychotic meds, right? Uh, movement effects, tremors, right? Muscle stiffness. Okay. Um, and it, uh, we know that the higher the dose, the more severe uh, these effects that you feel. Some people feel dizziness, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with getting up or sitting down, uh, getting up from sitting down or in a lying uh, position, okay? Mm-hmm. Weight gain. Um, we have what's called first generation and second generation drugs. Mm-hmm. That's just uh, the difference is side effects, right? So, so just understanding that some of the second generation drugs are thought uh, to affect people's sense of having enough to eat. Right. Uh, They can also be sedating. Um, These two effects can result in weight gain, Mm -hmm. which can increase a person's risk of diabetes or heart disease. Um, Diabetes, um, schizophrenia is a risk factor for diabetes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Antipsychotic drugs can increase this risk. Agitation and sedation. Some people feel wired and Mm -hmm. unable to stop moving when taken. Uh, antipsychotic meds, uh, this effect may be mistaken for a worsening of the illness rather than a side effect of the medication. Mm-hmm. The same drugs can also have the opposite effect, making people feel tired. Some people may feel either wired or tired, and some may feel both at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, and so those are just a few, right, of the side effects. Uh, that one can feel taking antipsychotic uh, medication. And so, well, you say, okay, I have to take these meds, right? What do I do? 
okay? You have to, to talk with your doctor about how do I control, right, these side effects, all right? And it says here, um, getting regular, we talked about, you know, taking care of self uh, uh, a few weeks ago, getting regular exercise, eating low fat, mm-hmm. uh, low sugar, high fiber diets, right? And of course, this is to make sure those toxins are getting out the body, right? Again, um, just because you're taking any type of psychotropic med does not mean you don't take care of other <laughs> other aspects right. of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Eating healthy, getting that fresh air, right? Doing your daily routine, which is your hygiene, drinking water, right? Uh, um, getting up slowly, right? Or, or sitting in certain positions. You still Those are ways to control the side effects is to make sure you're still focused on your health, your day-to-day health routine. Got it. Okay. Um, and so, you know, when we think about that, right, so some types of um, um, anti-psychotic med- medications, um, we think about um, dry mouth, right? And mm-hmm. so this is more so with the um, atypical, the second generation anti-psychotic uh, medication. Um, some of those um, like clozapine, right? I don't know if you heard of the mm-hmm. Risperdal. Mm-hmm. Sarah Quill. Yep, I read. <laughs> I read stupid stuff. Abilify, right? The, the second generation um, antipsychotics are usually the first choice of treatment, right, for schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. All right? And so some of the uh, um, uh, side effects of that are of the atypical antipsychotics include dry mouth, um, dizziness, blurred vision, and rarely do we see seizures, but they have happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, the typical, which is the first generation, right, uh, antipsychotics, these are the older medications, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, fluoxanol, flu, and exol. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Y'all got all that? Writing it down? <laughs> no, she cannot write you no prescription. I've been trying uh, to get one since mo- you got here. Mode case, okay. Mode uh, case. Uh, I've heard that one. <laughs> I watch TV, so you know they always talk about getting somebody some hell doll when they're doing too much. Oh my God! Um, these are classes that first generation, right? And mm-hmm. some of the side effects of that first generation. Um, these these um, side effects vary depending on the drugs, but again, these they cause drowsiness, agitation, constipation, uh, stuffy nose, weight gain, breast tenderness, right? Um, miss period, so a little bit more, right, um, types of um, side effects there, okay? And so that's why the second generation um, mm-hmm. drugs are preferred more, okay? So understand, right, you, you may say, okay, well, I don't want to have all these side effects, but you have to understand it, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, just like when, when, when you go to the doctor and they prescribe, you know, um, diabetes, they always say, but hey, if you, you change your lifestyle this way, right, or these some things you can um, help with, with uh, lowering the dosage or if you get to, you know, a certain weight goal, meaning, you know, your body is able to sustain itself in a certain way, you won't need those drugs anymore. I, I often like to look at, you know, if, if there's a neurological, right, if there's a neurological issue uh, with the brain of which medication is needed to sustain um normal brain activity then yes that 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 then warrants right that long term okay i have to ensure 
that my medications are refilled and this is a part of my brain, right, and how it actually functions. But if you've experienced trauma or, you know, there's some things that you, you, you could, that manifest right, into your way of being, and you've kind of blocked out things. And, and yes, there is a such thing as creating um, uh, not a false sense of reality, you know, uh, um, I would say intentionally, but you you needed an escape. We see this a lot of children where they create their own sense of reality if they've experienced something that they don't want to recall or remember anymore. We create our own sense of reality. And so thinking about, hey, you know, what do I really understand why I need to take antipsychotic medication, right? If I've been uh, um, um, diagnosed with bipolar disorder because I'm having manic episodes or uh, depressive uh, episodes, um, do, do I really understand how, right, how I got to this place? And so I, I encourage you all, you know, if you've been given that diagnosis or you're feeling these symptoms of delusions, hallucin- hallucinations, unable to sleep for, and when we say manic episodes, this this uh, um, 24-hour period, you know, I, I don't take bipolar lightly. I hear that used a lot um, freely oh. as, as it relates to, you know, uh, um, taunting people or making jokes about it. You know, oh, you must be bipolar. Bipolar is a very serious uh, mental mental illness, and that a person that that has the true diagnosis of bipolar, if you were to sit with them and ask them about their 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 inability to to regulate their mood, right? To sleep, to do their day to day. I guarantee you wouldn't make fun of, right? Uh, or, or or use that term uh, so loosely. And so really getting to understanding the root cause, talking to a psychiatrist, right? I know mm-hmm. primary care doctors, you know, they're their front line to, to prescribe it, but do your due diligence and follow up with a psychiatrist, a psychologist, right? And especially a counselor for that talk therapy so you can actually explore when did, when did, this, uh, uh, when did this happen? Like what was the onset, right, of when I started to feel my my life, my mood become uh, um, uh, unstable, right? What? When was I able, uh, when did I start not being able to control my emotions, right? These are things you want to, to assess to say, you know, what's my long-term treatment regimen to reduce these symptoms of hallucination, delusions, or psychotic episodes? So <laughs> bipolar is not something that has been, it's not, it's not old. It's it's only been around for about 30, 40 years or something like that. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember reading about this a while back for some strange reason. Uh, it's because it's in the DSM. That's why I was looking at yes, that. And, and apparently it was called manic something beforehand, manic, depress- manic depression. Or mm-hmm. It was all mm-hmm. under, that, under that umbrella. Um, and it, I just, I wonder... Like you said, we we do usually use the term, you know, but like we said for anything, like even Chicago weather, we call it bipolar. <laughs> yes, yes. And but yes. we use it in the term of because yes. it can't make up its mind. Yeah, and it's which, which is not what bipolar is. It, yeah. it doesn't do it making up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah so I, I find it interesting that they, that because manic depression sounds mm-hmm. manic depression sounds manic depression sounds so much more different. And doesn't have that stigma because, like, manic depressive sounds like a serious bipolar is like, oh yeah, you, you know, bipolar we just say they're crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Lord. 
Yeah. You know, so, so there we are, right? When you talk about these medications um, um, and, and sometimes, you know, there's some questions that you have about psychotropic meds, right? And so one of the questions that, that people often have uh, is how long should I take antipsychotic medication, right? And that's a valid question. And so it really does depend on um, what the psychosis is related to and how many episodes you have experienced. Okay. Um, in some situations, you may only need to take this medication until the symptoms of psychosis are relieved. And other psychotic, uh, psych- antipsychotic meds may be used over a longer term to help prevent further episodes. This is why I say it's so important to push, right? To push for testing, to push for if there's a neurological or, you know, a brain scan, um, you know, test that we do, uh, doing psychiatric evals, because you, you want to understand your brain and your body and, and how it's currently operating. And so, so, so we can't, you know, especially when it comes to antipsychotic meds, you, we really can't give a timeline right on when you would stop, because we need to know what your body is doing, right? What does your body need to stay regulated, okay? And so, again, as we said earlier, sometimes people have experienced a one-in-a-lifetime, right? We call that an IQ, you know, uh, psychosis, that one time that you experience this. We can go back there and say, okay, what was going on? And that could have been five years ago, 10 years ago, or a year ago, Mm. Right. So understanding that during that period that worked for you. Right. You got back to your normal state of being. Okay, And so understanding. Right. That that in other cases, such as those with schizophrenia or schizoaffective. Right. They need the longer term regimen. Right. That this this medication actually regulates their their brain activity. Uh, Regina says many psychiatric units were often used as a safe place for many dual diagnosis patients. Back in the day, absolutely, several years ago, patients were able to stay on the unit for 30 days. Yep, moving from hospital to hospital with different uh, presenting symptoms and medication often being changed with those various admissions. Has the misuse of antipsychotic medications in the past caused irreversible mm. damages to the person? You know what? Um, I can't even rule that out, wow. right? Because if we think about um, those... Um, Facilities, you know, um, uh, hospitals have um, closed down psychiatric, right? There are really no psychiatric hospitals where you can voluntarily, as a family member, take somebody and say, you're going to live here, right? Oh, like live here. No, you have to admit that. Yeah, they closed down, right? So I do believe that, you know, hey, Regina, uh, (laughs) um, you know, that they did cause some adverse reactions, right? Constantly changing meds and then abruptly stopping. And as we know, with uh, uh, psychotropic meds, abruptly stopping can intensify um, a person's symptoms when it returns. Hence, now, like you said, dual diagnosis, um, and that person has a gap in care, uh, we, we do see some um, irreversible damage, obviously, that person being in that state of mind for a prolonged period of time. We see the, the homeless rate um, increase because of that, because family members, you know, unfortunately can't. Uh, take care of them anymore. Uh, various things contribute. People commit crime, right? Um, not saying that, that that the entire jail has, you know, um, mentally ill people, but we know that once these facilities close, and even the closing down of six out of the twelve uh, outpatient 
um, psychiatric um, um, facilities we had in Chicago closed, we saw a huge influx into the county jail. So absolutely, um, um, that is part of the issue, right, when you talk about irreversible damage uh, to a person. All right. Uh, another question here that, that people sometimes have is, will antipsychotic meds interact with other medications? Okay. Um, and so we know that antipsychotic uh, medications may interact with um, uh, other medications prescribed by a doctor or a dentist or purchased at a drugstore. And so in with herbal remedies or street drugs, make sure you tell your doctor about these drugs that you're taking. It's vitally important for that. And when we talk about those herbal remedies, we know that there are a lot of herbal products out there. Um, and so you, your body is still a chemical, right? It, it's still mixing itself in your bloodstream. That, that's the whole point of this is that everything you put in your body goes into your blood. Okay, goes into your liver. It has to metabolize it out. And so mixing all of that can very well uh, have an adverse reaction. Hence, this is sometimes why people catch DUIs, right, uh, um, interacting medications, because if they say, hey, don't drink, right, with this particular anti-psychotic medication, and you do so and you drive, yes, you can actually get a DUI, right, because the, the, the um the guidelines of taking that medication was you cannot drink. Got it? Even with driving. So, so you know, if, if it says may cause drowsiness and it says do not drive or operate heavy machinery while taking this medication and you do so, you are considered abusing a drug and, yes, mm. you can get a DUI. Driving under the influence. All righty. All right. So Regina says, I wondered, is this why I'm seeing so many sick individuals? Yes. Yep. Why? Why was is it? Was it a funding issue? Why? Why? Why were those places closed? Yeah, they closed? say it was. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, and we we compare we compare where um um it's much it's a higher cost to take care of someone in jail than to give them the outpatient care that they need. Or we rather put them in jail. Yeah. All right then. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna leave it there. Okay. Um, it also says here anti anti acid. Uh, can interfere with absorption of antipsychotic meds. Oh, like and, and, oh, antacids, and, like Zantac yeah, and Prams. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm the anti, yes. Oh, and, and, wow. I, you know what? I've often thought that. Yeah. Because it's, cause those things are made to stop the acid from um, mm-hmm. doing what it's supposed to, burning up, what it's supposed yeah. to burn up. And if you take a nose. It's in your gut. Remember it's just sitting there. Gut health? Just sitting there. Wow. It's mixing. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. One more question here. It says here, um, well, I can read both of these. What if I smoke cigarettes or drink coffee or alcohol while taking antipsychotics? <laughs> what <did> you... <laughs> wow. Right. Um, so listen, um, antipsychotic drugs may increase the effects of alcohol, mm-hmm. making you more sleepy, dizzy, or lightheaded. Right? Having one or two drinks on occasion would be okay, but not when you take the meds. I have people who will not take their meds Mm -hmm. just so they can drink. Wow. So you think about that, right? Now we're not consistent with our regimen, Mm -hmm. right? So, of course, the body begins to, you know, have this reaction because our uh, 
uh, anti anti um, psychotic meds are timed, mm-hmm. right? So you need the same uh, dosage, right, at the same mm-hmm. time. So when you're but when you interrupt that, right, of course that causes an interruption um, in your stability. And too many times of that, right, you begin to have you can have may have some adverse reactions. Mm-hmm. So so oftentimes we see the compromise right, um, not taking the meds for the sake of because you want to really get it in, right? You want to really get it in. And so here, obviously, you know, with drinking coffee, um, the, the key here is um, obviously smoking cigarettes, right? Uh, uh, we already know smoking cigarettes, that that population, meaning um, those experiencing hallucination or delusions, they do smoke more frequently, meaning the cigarettes, um, but some, some antipsychotics, Meds are broken down by the body, meaning that people who smoke heavily may need more medication than those who do not. Right? So, so talk okay. about those higher doses, right? Smoking the cigarettes, nicotine, again, heavy smokers. So uh, maybe I missed this, and I don't, want, I don't want to take you off your course. So because we're talking about antipsychotic medication, that, does that include the, the ADHD medicine, or is that different? No, that's no. That's different medicine. Yeah, that's different. Okay, medicine. I just want to make sure, like yeah, well, like Ritalin and all that stuff. What yeah, is that? Yeah, what else? Um, we gonna get into. We talk okay. about childhood disorders next month. Got but, uh, it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I, I want to do a little bit more because I know that some meds are being prescribed for other symptoms, and I I mm-hmm. hear a little. You know, I'm I'm getting up on a certain thing that's okay. starting to happen. Okay. So I want to be clear with that answer uh, when we get into that. But ADHD is not a. That's uh, not listed as a disorder. Okay. Got it. <laughs> got it. Got it. Um, Hyperactivity disorder. Yeah. Um, so, so right, heavy smokers and, and heavy drinkers. Okay. Um, all right, here we go. What if I use street drugs while taking antipsychotics? Right. Mm-hmm. Says here some street drugs such as marijuana, cocaine, and uh, amphetamines may have effects that feel good in the short term, but they can cause symptoms to return or worsen. Mm-hmm. All right. And so um, when you start a new antipsychotic as a long term treatment, you should take that drug for at least a month before um, deciding what works for you. Right. But also looking at um, when you're using these drugs that I just list, uh, the risk of psychosis um, becomes greater. Right. And Mm -hmm. so street drugs may interfere with your medication or worsen the side effects, meaning it's hard to get to what you need, right, that level of of dosage, right, that you need because there's an interference with with the street drugs, okay? So so stabilization is key, right, Uh, when you talk about – that's why a lot of times, you know, I started at the top of the show um, saying uh, they're prescribed and unprescribed antipsychotic meds. Mm-hmm. Right, because we have people who can buy these same drugs that a person is prescribed off the street. Right, mm-hmm. and thinking about you know how you ingest this in your body, um, uh, it's wicked. Right, it's wicked. So, so even if you buy quote unquote prescribed meds off the street, right, that that doesn't justify, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about marijuana, uh, cocaine, right? Those narcotics, but you don't buy 
anti-psychotic meds off the street. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, you can't, yeah. And then buy the other stuff with it. Right? So so really be be conscious about Even if you know someone, right, um, who uses street drugs, this includes prescribed meds. You know? Um, and that's unfortunate, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's out there. Every drug in, in, in Walgreens is sold in our neighborhood. Wow. Right? It's sold in our neighborhood. So you can get a Xanax with your cocaine, right, and your marijuana, right? And the same concept goes there, you know, because you're prescribed it, it's no different, right, um, than, than if you combine it with you buying it from, you know, the deal off the street. It's the same, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's prescribed, yes, right, but mm-hmm. you still don't mix it. Right. Yeah. So, so understanding, right? That that whole concept with that. Okay. Hey, Malia, thank you, thank you for joining us here. Okay. Um. So, so I wanted to, you know, kick off, right? Talking about um, antipsychotic meds, right? Um. Because it's people you work with take these meds, mm-hmm. right? It's not just you know, um, people of a of a specific. <laughs> classification, mm. right? We work with people who take their, their meds, which includes psychotropic meds, people with bipolar disorder. Yes, we work alongside of them. Schizophrenia, yes. They work in corporate America. They, they work in hospitals. They work everywhere, right? So you can have uh, um, a normal life. You can have a productive life if you right, invest in making sure that you get the appropriate level of care. All right. And it's important to talk to your doctor about what you're feeling, even, you know, with, with, with you know, um, they have questions about taking antipsychotics while pregnant or breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Right. And what does that mean in your relationship? If your sex drive is, you know, uh, impacted, these are things you still need to talk about with your doctor. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that that's part of right. That's part of your level of care. If you need meds to function. Right. Don't compromise. Your, your care because, you know, there's some things that may be limited or you have to do differently, right, uh, for the sake of staying, staying stable, mm-hmm. right? So, so that's where I wanted to kick off with, you know, this month and talking about psychotropic meds, antipsychotic uh, medications used to treat hallucinations, delusions. Um, Seroquel, I know a lot, is, is, is um, used we're sleeping sometimes, and, you know, we ask these questions because what happens when you can't sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you start to feel some type of way, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's very important, right, that you talk to your doctor about these symptoms. Don't automatically feel like, um, you know, I must have this severe mental illness. No, go get a checkup, right? Explain to them any type of changes that have happened in your routine right? Could be you experienced some trauma. It could be you overworking yourself. It could be a medical issue, okay? There, there are medical issues that also, right, uh, uh, can, can um, create the onset of these symptoms as well. So don't, don't suffer in silence, right? Don't, don't suffer in silence, okay? All right. I thank y'all for um, checking in here. Um, next week, we're going to get into... Um, antidepressant all right and anti-anxiety meds now listen this month i'm going on vacation 
I had to pull out my calendar. Y'all Uh-oh. hold on a minute, okay? Uh-oh. I'm taking a real vacation. Uh oh. Um, that that last week of August. Did we approve that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got a guest host coming? <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> you got a guest host coming? No, I don't care. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Uh, so yeah, we we going on family vacation the last the last week. We going too. Come on now, you got your passport. We keep passports. Come on now. All I right. Got, I got which I got which, which one I need. Which one you need? Yeah. The r- American passport or different? I got a couple of. Them. <laughs> I'll stay ready just in case. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. So next week we're gonna get into that. Um, talking about those two, right? Anti uh, depressants and anti anxiety meds. Um, so so I look forward to uh, tuning in with you all next week. Um, tune in tomorrow for Great Friday with Dr. Dana King and TCO. I got a good one. Enjoy the evening. We out.